0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
1: Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright.
2: Welcome back everybody here. Episode 5 with Part-Time Outdoors. Today we're going to touch base on Matt's trip to Maine.
1: Yeah, Matt's trip to Maine. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Nate. (laughs)
2: Well, it's been a pleasure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically just going to kind of go over the main trip. Went up there for some rough grouse last week. And it was like, I think, 17 and a half hours one way. It was a a dandy of a drive.
2: Yeah, I mean, his old age is catching up with him. He had to stop halfway, that's
1: for sure. (laughs) Okay, I stopped halfway... One time on the way there and on the way back, I'm too cheap. I was like, I'm not paying because I got to pay a pet fee for a hotel. And I was like, I'm not paying that pet fee. And we drove all the way back. Needless the- to
2: say, he had his wife. So what did you guys do? Sleep in the car?
1: Uh, no, we drove all the way back.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, she wanted to stop at LL Being on the way back for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then we hit rush hour traffic and then there was a wreck and they closed the road and we ended up in New York City at 3 a.m. I was in the Bronx with three shotguns and a pistol, so that was great.
2: Yeah, at least you were fully loaded there, so you yeah. could have been taken care of. That's right.
1: Too. Let's fill them up with some birdshot. <laughs> can I just we, make can a, we say that around here? I, don't, I think so.
2: Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it might just make a mad birdshot. Probably. Right. But uh, no, let's um let's just kind of jump into it. Um, you know, why Maine? Why 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 did we decide to go to Maine? You know, I know you're a big bird hunter, but like, what's been you know maybe is this like a uh, a a trip that you've always wanted to do, something like that?
1: Always wanted to do it, um, but you also know me. As hard as I can physically make it on myself, that's usually the route that I pick. So I was like, hmm, what's, what's 18 hours from me? So we went all the way. We didn't just go to Maine. We went, like, all the way to the border. Like, we passed the Canadian border on the way to our Airbnb. Oh, my goodness. So, But I've always just heard, like, it's loaded with rough grouse and... I had it never betw- down between the UP, Wisconsin. I always wanted to go to No Dacker, Montana, but that, that might be a next year trip, but we're Maine and uh Well,
2: I mean, we've already been to Wisconsin,
1: you don't need to go there back. I haven't gone with you.
2: No, me and you were there in Wisconsin when we were oh, thirteen years yeah, old. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're right, you're right. Playing a little little uh, baseball action.
2: Long story short, we were thirteen,
1: we were playing baseball up there. So
2: go keep going. Go ahead.
1: We we dominated Michigan. I just wanna put that on here too. Facts. <laughs> So yeah, so anyway, um, kind of give you a quick rundown of it. Um, everyone, every article I wrote, read, every person I talked to talked about North Maine woods. And then of course I like North, North Maine, uh, North Maine law on TV. Like I watched that show like crazy. So
2: I actually just started watching it. To <laughs> it's a good show. It is. Uh,
1: luckily I didn't run into any of them up there because I'm sure I was doing something wrong, but, uh. Everyone kept talking about all the roads are so bad. The roads are so bad. So we we ended up renting a truck, one, because I didn't want to put 2,500 miles on on my old truck. But uh, they obviously have never been to West Virginia because I'm sorry, Maine, your North Mainwoods roads are not bad. Like they were just gravel roads that logging trucks use. Like they weren't that bad.
2: So they're not as bad as what we get into when we're uh, running around. uh uh tiger and everything like that?
1: Uh, maybe a little worse than that, but nothing compared to like, if you go out towards like Dolly Sods and Canaan and candy and all that.
2: So long story short, um, talking to mass buddy while he was in Maine and, uh, he Matt last time he had a rental he acted like it was his vehicle Matt didn't know this I so, don't
1: recall so
2: he was like okay I'm glad you told me that it was a rental this time so he can't act like he bought a truck
1: <laughs> all the Camaro yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah okay I, I did do that that's might be. <laughs> anyway so uh so yeah we stopped in uh like Freeport um on the way there and luckily I went to the vet a few days before. Um, Shout out to Dr. Fraley. Um, Anyone that knows Huntley knows his, he has so much energy and so much anxiety. A trip like that would have just wrecked him. So they did give me a little bit of trazodone for him and it was wonderful. I mean, he slept most of the way straight through, woke up and he was in hill country. I mean, he was, he was a happy dog. And that that part couldn't af- that was what I was most worried about, and it couldn't work went any better. I mean, it was great.
2: So you weren't worried about killing grouse?
1: That was. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump to that.
2: Well, well, hold on. Before we get into the actual hunt, so you know, as far as okay, so you did your research. There was a few states that you wanted to do. So you're like, okay, let's go to Maine. Right. And you also went with your wife, which you kind of, kind of made it a trip slash hunting trip, which works out in your favor, especially when it comes to wanting to go do things that you want to do. And it seemed like <laughs> she was into it just as much as you were, which is great.
1: Yeah. Shout out to her. She took our uh, our Canon camera out with her, the R5, and she got a lot of good pictures. So um, shout out to her for going and pretty much taping the whole thing um that's great i loaded up a 28 gauge for her first day and she's like what are you doing i was (laughs) like well you're not gonna carry a gun (laughs) so
2: so but, but what i was going to get at is so what kind of gear as far as like preparing before you actually left like what did you look into getting obviously you know your basics you know having shotguns and so forth like that but like what kind of gear were you you know did you buy did you already have before you prepped before you headed up there
1: you're just trying to get me in trouble but absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a leading question um there was one thing I, and I cheaped out on it um I bought it off eBay and it was a little bit messed up and I fixed it up a little bit but one thing I would highly recommend to anyone doing these trips is a Dakota Dining dash the the easeability and functionality of it and for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's it's basically a little uh, plastic watering system. and I think I have the three-gallon one. It You can put three gallons of water in it, and it has a plug. So you put it down, you take the plug out, you can give the dogs water. Whatever they don't drink goes right back into the reservoir. You, you recap it. And then on the top, you can put food in it as well if you want to do that. And we took that on every single... Every single time we went out to hunt, we took that. And I usually I don't feed them, but as far as for watering them, because they just waste so much water, it's sturdy and it was just a lifesaver. It made things so much easier. So, number one on my list, honestly, would probably be that. I mean, I couldn't be more happy with that. Um, I took a cut, one thing I did buy for it um, the Final Rise shooting gloves. I did get those and I did a review on that. I'll post probably later this week. Uh, I was happy with those, and I'll get into that more on the review. Um, the 20-gauge that I got um, from uh, not Fausti, but fausty <laughs> I, I uh, realized I was pronouncing that wrong. Um, Who corrected you? Uh, myself after watching their videos <laughs> after I posted my review. <laughs> Touche. <Touché. laughs> so uh, that, that did good. Um, it did a lot better when I took the full choke out of it. Um, just a little learning curve there. And uh, let me see what else I took. The the kennels, the Dakota, and the Gunner both, I mean, they were just great. I didn't buy the all-weather kit for the Gunner, and it rained the first day. It was not supposed to rain, so I had to put some Gorilla tape over the uh I saw the, the makeshift gaps, uh, you know? gaps there. I'll tell you what, though. It worked. Okay. So anyone out there that doesn't have the all-weather kit and you're in a pinch, just put a little Gorilla tape right over those holes and... It it works perfect. Did
2: you buy the heater for it?
1: No. Okay. Um, quit trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I do have the uh, the fans on it.
2: Well, the cold's coming up, uh, and well, from, I
1: have I have a camper top on my truck.
2: Well, from what I was told, you weren't you were done buying for the rest of
1: the year. So, well, I am done. But that that's an excellent point. I um, also did a review on. It's called the I believe the Echo Echo Flow Delta or something like that. It's a power bank. And that was another thing I used a lot. And I'll tell you why you can run a heater off of it. If you need to, you can charge cell phones. What I used it for most was charging the dog collars. So we go out for a couple hours and then say we were going to run into town or get gas or something. I just popped those collars right on that, um, battery bank, had them all charged up, ready to go. I didn't have to worry about it being like 40%, the dog running off and then kind of being in a pinch. So that that was another piece of equipment that was really nice and i'm glad i took and then i took mostly like uh, just regular stuff you would take um they said to bring gas tanks uh, i did bring a, a cheap amazon gas tank never again that was garbage uh sprung a, i was like after one of the hunts i was like i smell gas and i have a video of it it was spraying gas at the dog kennel because it sprung a leak so i was in the middle of the woods i had nothing else to do I didn't have the nozzle on it because it was at camp and I just wasn't. Th- I had a full tank of gas. Yeah. And so I had to cut open a Sprite bottle to use as a funnel and then pour the gas through the Sprite bottle into the truck. And then I was like, I hope they don't screw up this truck out here. <laughs> so, and not to mention,
2: it's the rental. Yep.
1: So, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, don't buy a cheap green gas tank off amazon that was garbage um should have known better yeah i it it didn't even get good reviews i don't know why i bought it it was was aluminum i believe um i just didn't want plastic
2: sure let's save on the gas tank but not save on the other thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly like there was more gas available up there in the north main woods than i had been told and was expected But we were still where we stayed at, um, our Airbnb was still a solid 40 minutes away from any gas station. And that was not even including once you went down into the main woods. So, uh, but yeah, we, so to get into the main woods, you have to stop at like a ranger checkpoint Okay, and you're supposed to tell them like where you're going just in case you end up missing or or whatnot. So we got there the first day stopped at the checkpoint. Um, Kind of told where we were going, told her I was chasing rough grouse. I was quickly corrected, which I assumed would happen. They don't they don't like to call it grouse up there. They like to call it partridge. And uh, she corrected me about five times while I was there. And then uh, we were on our way.
2: Why do they call it that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we got out of the truck. Um, well, before we get into the hunt,
2: before we get into all the hunt. Right. So, okay. So you got your gear. You got your truck. You got your idea where you're going. Where did you go from there as far as like staying? I know you mentioned Airbnb. So like, how was that? um, You know, was there hotels up in that area or is it just more Airbnb rental type stuff?
1: Right. So in Freeport, we stayed at a motel and I chose motel over hotel because of the dogs. I didn't want to take the dogs into a hotel and then they didn't just start peeing down the walls. I knew on a motel, I could park, first of all, I could park right outside the door and I could keep an eye on the kennel so I didn't have to bring them in. I had them locked up, but it was, it was still like a little sketchy. And um, so that was number one. And number two, I could take them straight out of the door, and I didn't have to worry about them barking or anything. You
2: get more money in those dogs than yourself, and you're going to let them sleep outside?
1: No, no, no. I brought them in. I just left the kennels outside. Oh, okay. Dogs slept in the bed okay. for sure. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and uh, But I looked into Airbnbs there, like the Portland area and the main area and and – um, that general area, and it was like two hundred bucks a night, and I was like, "Oh, that's not bad." So I, was, I went to book, it, and it's like, "Oh, a hundred dollars for uh, pet fees, a hundred dollars for cleaning fees, like fifty dollars for Airbnb fees." That was like four hundred some dollars, and I was like, "I'm gonna go get a, a condo lodge. We'll do that for one night, and then we'll just figure it out on the way back." Yeah. So that that was the game plan on the way up. That's what we did um, from. Freeport to where we stayed in Maine, up towards Alagash, is about another six hours. The next day, so I broke up the trip for the dogs because on my mind as well. I knew on the way back that were going to be tired, they would sleep, it would be fine. But on the way up, I didn't run them too hard the day or two before because I want them to have energy. So, so we we did that, and then we headed up and, and got their Airbnb. You can't hunt on Sundays in Maine, which is a little bummer, but thankfully I knew that going ahead of time. And so we we got up there on like a Sunday afternoon, kind of checked into their B&B, got everything squared away, all the hunting gear out, and we were ready for the morning.
2: Okay. So, okay, so when it comes to hunt, like, you know, what about your license? Like, uh, what are the details of that?
1: Easy breezy. Maine was super easy to deal with. Um, Leanne didn't have her safety education card, so she did have to take an online class for that, but it was nice because it was all online. So like
2: what me and you had to go sit in a class. Did you, I mean, I remember yeah. going mine. I remember yep. like, it's like three days on a weekend. Oh yeah. Or oh,
1: yeah. You had to, what, when we were like 10 or something, yeah. go sit in classes and all that. Yeah. That was one good thing. COVID did change. A lot of that stuff's all online now. I don't know from a safety standpoint that that's good, but like easeability, <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, well, I mean, there's people that have their card that still aren't
1: safe out there. That. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, the license I think was like 75 bucks for small game and then i added on a couple other small things like uh migratory waterfowl and stuff like just just in case you just never know (laughs) of course you did well also though like woodcocks in season up there too and that's a migratory bird so i knew if i was gonna shoot woodcock you gotta you gotta be ready for that too which i think you
2: did didn't you yeah that's right yeah (laughs) Go and brush your shoulder off right yeah so so your airbnb looked awesome it was amazing um i saw some of your shots on your ig story some like uh drone shots that you had saw you and leanne were out there playing with all the new gear and everything which is great so um so you started to say that you had to check in every time you went in um you were doing all public correct
1: all public unguided okay
2: so how big was this public piece
1: Oh, it's like half the state of Maine. Oh, wow. Yeah. the So the North Maine Woods, the way it's set up, uh, is, I swear, like half the state of Maine. Which Maine, you don't realize how big it is. I mean, we drove for like seven hours, and we were still in Maine. It's pretty long. It's very long. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like half the state is owned by basically logging companies. Okay. And that's why it's so good for rough grouse, is because... They do so much timbering up there and logging. Um, they have concurrent regeneration of forest, which is what the grouse need, um, and that's why it's, it's just a mecca for grouse because of that. So, kind of what it is, my understanding anyway, is you go, you pay the fee. I think it's like sixteen bucks a day per person, and then that grants you access to the North Main Woods. Um, and like that's a steal for me. I'll, I'll pay that any day.
2: Yeah. Heck yeah. So, okay. So you checked in, um, as far as planning, research, scouting, what did you kind of look into or did you kind of just kind of scout on your way in or just kind of go from there?
1: So I'll circle into that. Um, and I'll tell you why. So we got out of the truck and I, like, I did a little scouting as far as like one X and, and the top of And things like that. And I kind of knew, like, a little bit where I wanted to go. Um, Huge learning curve, though. So we get out of the truck, and I let the dogs out. And Miles, it brings me a a dead grouse within probably 40 seconds of being out of the truck. And I was (laughs) like, where did it, like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, Maine, what's up? Yeah. So then (laughs) we start walking down this old logging road, and... Lane goes, hey, what's, what, is that grouse on the tree? And I look over and there's like two grouse just sitting on the tree. I'm, and this wasn't even like two minutes into the walk. And now needless
2: to say, I've seen grouse in West Virginia and Matt hasn't.
1: That's, that is unfactual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come, I'll swing back to that too. Um, so I was like, uh, I, I don't really feel like it's hunting to, sh- to shoot it out of the tree. Um, one kind of came down a little bit to the ground and I was like, I'm not going to shoot it. Like this is easy. Like I've been here three minutes. I've already seen three grouse. Like this is going to be a cakewalk. I'm not going to shoot that. Like, let's go find them the real way. So we walked the rest of that logging road and back and never saw another grouse. And that was probably a solid two and a half hours. And I was like, I should have shot that grouse out of the tree.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: So the... Maybe you know you should take what you're given sometimes. Well, you know, so we we circled back and we went kind of the long way through through a trail, and I saw one point where I was pretty confident there might be a grouse. And at this point, I'm still trying to keep the dogs close because they're 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 more used to the big fields and running farther out and ranging farther. So um, we get we get had them pretty close within like probably 15 yards and we come up on this little corner, right? I thought a grass would be and Huntley and Miles started getting real birdie. Well, n- one flushed back of the woods, couldn't shoot it. And that was kind of the theme that I started learning. And that's how I'll get into scouting here in a second. But that was one of the themes I started learning is all of these birds were sitting on the edges of the woods if not into the woods and the leaves hadn't fallen yet. I should have went a week later and it they you couldn't shoot them it was an impossible shot you couldn't walk into the woods too much because it was so thick okay and so a lot so, of like
2: pines and like
1: uh i didn't it wasn't like briars it was just like thick brush so and and i will circle back to that scouting but so we, we got went back to the truck um Tried later that night, again, nothing. And now I'm like, all right, day one, no grouse. Drove 17 and a half hours. You know, what's going on? Yeah, so absolutely. So I'll skip over a little bit. But day two, that morning, um, I, I can't recall exactly. I think we had some, some flushes. But again, none that were shootable. They, they just... I mean, the dogs would get 40 yards out, and the grouse were taken off.
2: So you're getting on birds, obviously, but the main thing is is figuring out how to kill them.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, these birds were not, like, the birds that I'm used to, like the woodcocks, the pheasants, all, like all that that'll stay put. Um, even the grouse in West Virginia last year had a solid point. They stayed put. Like, these birds were jumpy, and – uh so we kind of regrouped um, later that night we went out and I finally got a solid point from Huntley and I was like, let's go um, went up to it it was a woodcock took me two shots but I thought I missed but we we hammered it down. Um, Leanne got it on video it was a uh, it was a nice little moment for us um, but that that morning though so oh she me, got that on video. yeah, she got it on video.
2: Dang. Um,
1: so that morning I was talking to my friend, Josh and his friend um, who Josh was heading up to Maine a few days later. And his friend was already up there and he was kind of like, Hey, you need to look for like alders, birch, um, conifers. Um, you need to look where all the deciduous cherries, well, you got about like 30 yards of it right before the conifers start. Um, cause a lot of it that I was trying to hunt was like, the conifers but it was like thick and he's like that's they won't be there so that morning i went out and um went kind of we kind of did some mapping and kind of thought where we talked about where we thought would be some good spots and within i don't know 10 minutes dogs started getting birdie and i was like oh here we go and they flushed one right to me i mean it was coming right at me and um I couldn't shoot because the dogs were right on the other side when we were on an incline. So I kinda waited till it went up. I shot and missed. And I turned around and did a quick one eighty and comp- like I wasn't even I know I wasn't even close. So I kinda had we hunted for another few hours, then we went into town. I kinda had like, as you can see on my Instagram story, a little bit of a mental breakdown. Uh cause at this point we're like day three, I think.
2: I saw the reference to Neil Brown. Yeah. That's- it was a
1: it was a halftime speech, a little uh some a big grouse energy speech, um, trying to get myself pumped up. And uh, where was Leanne when this was she going? She was on? in the store buying some burgers.
2: Um, okay, <laughs> so but like where was she at mentally as well? Was she trying to, you know,
1: I think she felt bad for me for it because she knew how bad I wanted a grouse, okay. and then I had the probably the best opportunity of the trip, and I just completely didn't execute.
2: I, I mean, I don't think your dog should have even talked to you either.
1: They weren't happy, but uh. I mean it's it's tough, and I mean I'm telling you when you see how thick this stuff is, but on that shot I just I didn't have any excuse.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see the videos because you know you could you know over exaggerate the thickness of these woods.
1: Well, if you would look at my Instagram uh, highlight, you would see where that I shot that woodcock. I'll take a game. But, yeah, it. maybe like I nice to know that you didn't even watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: did watch them, and I was laughing, and I was just literally like. I was like, this isn't good
1: i got a lot of comments on that um little halftime pep talk that i had with myself um, about needing to execute and getting <laughs> out there and and that's and that's what one thing so that's what i learned i went from a two dog system i benched miles miles was not performing um i benched him the next morning and i took huntley out or no 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 i benched him that night that's when me and huntley shot the woodcock and then the next morning, after Miles was benched all night, I, I took him out by himself, and that's when we shot our first grouse.
2: So basically, Miles got his head right as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was a, a motivation, inspirational pep talk. And uh, sounds like
2: Miles can deal with adversity.
1: He he battled through it. Um, you know, it's the same thing in any sport. A player gets benched, uh, unless you're a Rattler for Oklahoma, you just quit. But <laughs> we were,
2: that was the talk before as we were setting
1: up the, yeah. the podcast so, equipment. Yeah. Shout out Rattler if you listen. Yeah. <laughs> good has But, uh, uh so, so, but,
2: okay. So then, so the next day, the following day, you basically regrouped, uh, came out and
1: you knocked your first grouse. So we went, we went back to the trail that we shot the Woodcock on Cause it was getting, as soon as we shot the Woodcock, we turned around cause it was getting late. Okay. So we went back to that trail or I, I did and I thought the trail ended. Well, then I went through a couple alders and I was like, Oh, this trail keeps going. It wasn't on the map though. So I walk a little bit and then I saw a snake and I was like, okay, like maybe there's a sign should just go back to West Virginia, <laughs> pack it up, <laughs> you know? Cause at this point I still hadn't shot a grass and I'm day three.
2: I'm turning around.
1: Yeah. So I, I did contemplate it. Um, but we kept going and then like, I'm, not even kidding 30 seconds after the, after the snake um we had two three four five flushes of grouse now all of them were getting and i was holding i was holding miles back all of them were like in the woods right on the edge and like unshootable and i was getting frustrated because i was like it, even that, like the smart dogs know to go around, flush them towards you. Miles isn't at that point yet. Huntley is, but it was still hard for him because I mean these grouse were just flushing like forty yards out. Like you can't get, you can't flank them. No. when they're, they're that. They're jumping. not
2: giving you a chance, basically. Right.
1: So um, finally, Miles got on one. Um, had a nice, a little point, not not a great point, but he just didn't have time. The grass flushed away from me for once down the trail knocked it um had a little thanks to god a little cer- celebratory moment and a lot of relief i mean because i mean you don't no one wants to drive 36 hours and then not shoot a grouse
2: well you you got you got it off your back basically you got that, it.
1: that's what it was. it was it was a chip it was a chip on my shoulder yeah um i mean
2: can you imagine if you came back with no grouse what i was going to say to you
1: i would have shut down the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? I'm glad you said that because when you come back from Wisconsin or where or um, Illinois or Ohio next week with no deer,
2: I came back with no deer last year.
1: I know, and I fried you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Mark got it done. We'll see.
1: But anyway, so that that was a huge relief. Um, I kind of started learning from there, and that was just a grouse safe haven. And, and where we found them was the alders. I mean, they for whatever reason they just grouped to alders and I mean there were some conifers nearby kind of where those mixed in that was just like their safe haven. And uh I mean we must have flushed fifteen grouse that morning. It was even though I I'm wasn't out there just to kill grouse. I wanted one or two, maybe a couple more. I wasn't out there to kill thirty grouse. Like I don't want to deplenish a resource. I just want to get out there, have fun with my dogs. Don't look at me like that. I'm being serious. I wouldn't have shot thirty grouse. I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have. You can't even say that with a straight face. I looking at me. I wouldn't have. <laughs> um, but switching from the two dog system to the one dog system, it was easier to just keep them closer. Easier to keep an eye on them, looking the trees, all that. So, and I going in, I wanted to do that anyway to keep both of their legs fresh. But when you have a dog in a car for seventeen hours. Like you gotta run them. You can't just keep one at home and hunt the other one for the first day. Like it, I just I can't do that. I know that's what you're supposed to do. Like, I mentally couldn't do that.
2: I got you. Well, at least you know now. um, I don't know if you'll be making that trip back or not, but you do know if you do make a trip of that sort. Um, well, I mean, sounds like it was a good trip. Um, so you knocked the first grouse, but then I also saw that you got an even better grouse Mm. following.
1: Yeah. So the next morning or that night. I took Huntley up there. Same trail, because I was like, I'm going back.
2: <laughs> I was
1: like, I mean, it was, it got me off. So pretty
2: much, up. that'd be the first trail you'd hit up uh, if you returned.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. And it, like I said, it wasn't on the map and it was hard to find. And it actually wasn't in the North Main Woods. It was on Main Public Woods that was separate from the North Main Woods. But I think you still had to have a pass to go on it. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But, uh, So took Huntley back up there um, that night with Leanne, and we flushed, I don't know how many more, maybe three more, four more, something like that. Um, Leanne actually pointed one over my head that was flying over. She's like, Matt, Matt, Matt. And I was like, what? (laughs) 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 I was like, there's grass. Be quiet. But uh, I look up, and there was a grass flying over, so I tried to turn around real quick and shoot it. And Leanne has a pretty cool picture of me of uh, a tree completely... um, cut in half for my shotgun show. I just blasted the tree grass caught away that's awesome yeah he, I took a crack at him so but, how's
2: the uh, Leanne on the camera
1: uh good she's getting better um we got some good shots and I need to post more of them on Instagram let you guys see them I mean it was just beautiful up there
2: yeah it definitely sounds like it but uh so all in all um let's rate the trip one out of ten um and would you go back are you going to go back would you recommend it so forth
1: Um, so we, just so people know, we did go back the next morning, um, and we got, we got on a couple, we got on a couple more grouse and I, I shot a hoss. Um, but yeah, as far as, even if you don't bird hunt, just going to Maine and experiencing Maine, I was oddly surprised that a lot of it was like parts of West Virginia. Um, if you've ever been to like Dolly saws and those areas, um, very similar to that.
2: Is it as, like, elevation-wise, is that kind of the same thing? Or is it maybe, are you talking about, like, just terrain in general?
1: Just, like, the terrain, um, the mountains, the types of trees, um, the wilderness. Like, it just, it looked and felt a lot like Dolly Sods, Um, but way more grouse. But as far as the trip goes, I mean, like, I would recommend it to anyone, hunter or not. Um, There's a lot to offer. One thing that I wish I would have done was eat some fresh lobster. My mom told me to do that, and I, I just didn't get a chance. We were so busy on the coast.
2: I, I get that. But also, you couldn't have got it where you were at, though?
1: So there was one shop kind of near us. We were kind of more in, like, north, mid-Main, so we weren't, like, on the coast. And there was a shop up there um, kind of looked a little sketchy, so didn't get any there. We should have got some when we were in Freeport um, the first night, but we we opted with some pizza figures yeah that's a likely move by yeah you. it's that's it's, it's a tough look for me but um but, i mean knowing what i know now i would have changed up a lot of stuff but like you go to a new place you only see on maps and you're literally just kind of going by the fly and figuring it out and that's what we did i mean we just figured it out but coming back i mean i timed it so i could hit the Woodcock season migration with the grouse and coming back and able to have both of those in the bag i mean that's awesome and the fact we got two just kind of topped it off um I think if we would have hunted the last morning I could have got probably one or two more now that I know what I'm doing but from the people that I've talked to um they were kind of having the same issues I I talked to three or four maybe five people and as far as the grass jumping the cover being too thick right now um, the birds just not holding for pointing dogs that everyone was having the same issue. Everyone was everyone was getting grass flushes, but shootable grouse, it just it was hard to come by.
2: Which is great though that you're just still on the birds. You know what I mean? Yeah. The experience. You, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That probably gets you going in general. Obviously, you're there to take some down, but just the being flush and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it was it was something I will not forget. Um uh, the the rough grass has been a chip over my shoulder for far too long and I'm glad we could get it done. I thought about getting one mounted, but, um, I just, I didn't get the the solid point that I, that I wanted that I kind of dreamed about in my head and it's not a West Virginia grouse. Um, so I think if I do get one mounted, it would, it would probably be a West Virginia grass to have a solid point one and all that, but I did fan it. I fanned both of them. Um, one of them was pretty small, and the other one was just a massive. I saw that. Um, I didn't know what I was doing exactly. Um, as far as, I, I really didn't plan it out, which that's another thing. If you're planning on fanning them, like, take whatever you need to do that. Um, I was trying to sharpen little knives that were in the kitchen. I mean, I had, like, my butcher <laughs> knives and stuff, but I didn't have, like, fine finesse knives. Yeah. And then I only had, like, table salt to put on the end of the tail like I didn't have borax I didn't have anything like that mm-hmm. so that's one thing that if you're if you're going on a trip to maybe remember um totally forgot about it didn't even think about it um but as then we we grilled up the meat for the dogs and for ourselves um I was surprised land actually actually liked the meat she said it tasted like premium chicken for the grouse and it did it it was it's such good meat.
2: Might have been you on the grill though too.
1: That I am a grill. I'm a grill daddy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and the woodcock we we cooked up too. And I don't know if you ever had woodcock, but it's one of my favorites. It's on. Um, I I think it's the best tasting. A lot of people would probably disagree with that because they have the long beaks and they they eat the earthworms and they're in the swamp areas. But I swear it's like filet mignon. And I still haven't had any. We flushed. We flushed a woodcock uh, two days ago out at uh, Duck Camp. Oh yeah, uh, all
2: right, right at us. Might have, might have to get on that one. Could
1: Gage is my witness. We could have nailed it, but uh,
2: Gage is still kind of questionable but your witness.
1: That's <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. He was there. I I swear he was going to shoot it if I wasn't there. <laughs> I
2: believe he would. I'm not. I'm not putting put much past. I him.
1: mean, like four more days, and they and they're in season. So oh okay, we're we're getting close, and we know where they are
2: okay when we have the when we have the proper dogs to go do that
1: (laughs) yeah and that's the nice part about woodcock i mean if you have a young puppy or anything that needs a little training the woodcock probably hold better than any bird that there is i mean they'll hold all the way sometimes you gotta kick them up yeah i mean they're they're fun to hunt um we shot a couple out towards uh canaan couple years ago and that was that was one of huntley's first birds was woodcock
2: okay okay first
1: wild birds yeah so
2: so uh what do you got going on here you know we're getting into hunting season you know what do you got coming up anything
1: Boy, i'll tell you what i'm feeling rough right now so i we get back um full week of grass probably walked out on a 50 mile something like that was already tired um then went out and deer hunted the next day, I think when, you just do
2: that, just despite me. Just to, I, no, I. You send selfies to me I pretty inv- hardcore am, when you're
1: out there. I invite you over. You were sending me pictures of your diaper saddle. I don't want to hear it. Easy, you started. It. Easy. <laughs> um, so deer hunted, and then the next morning duck hunted, and then yesterday deer hunted again. So I'm pretty gassed right now, but um, yeah, I guess my plans right now, I think. Pennsylvania pheasant opens up in a few more days and but I don't think they stock for another like probably 10 days something like that so holding out probably just deer hunting until that holding out till that opens and then really get on some pheasants um knock some grouse hopefully out in the mountains of West Virginia I, I got I, I got a hot grouse tip today so I know where they are and I'm coming for them
2: yeah can't all be like me when I see them
1: and then uh I think you're going to Ohio soon, right?
2: Yeah. Leaving for Ohio on the 17th. Gone there for a week with my dad in Adams County. We went last year. My dad was successful.
1: Don't, don't hotspot that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a big county, so it's all right. right. There's a
2: lot of hotspots there, really. Um, But uh, my dad was really successful last year. I never actually got a chance to shoot one. Um, But, you know. If one of us can come out of there, we see it as a success. Oh, for sure. Um, Doing that, doing some public land around here. I was supposed to go this morning. uh, Ended up, probably did the adult thing and got the grass mode and stuff like (laughs) that. So then I'm going to try to shoot out there tomorrow morning. Um, And then we're heading to Indiana, second week of November. And that's where we were successful as well last year. But this year we're going with two other guys, taking a camper out there, staying out there a little bit longer, camping, and all that stuff.
1: That's gonna be nice. And Nate, Nate might get a podcast out of that. Uh, out of Ohio, we'll we'll keep that under wraps for now. We'll yeah, see how that goes. we're
2: it. It all depends on the technicality of the of setting everything up, basically.
1: AKA, if Nate can figure, figure it out. It
2: i think i can get it um i'm gonna see if matt can maybe make a video for me or just walk through it with me over the phone do
1: a how-to yeah i I barely know what i'm doing so we'll see how that goes well
2: matt fought with his headphones for the first five minutes before we got started
1: you know i got a new phone and i didn't realize why it wasn't connecting to my bluetooth (laughs) until about 10 minutes later well at least we got it figured out now so
2: but no man that sounds like a great trip um I'm Uh, i'm biting at the bit just to get out of town as well to go, you know, this mm-hmm. is why we do it, man. You know yep. what I mean? Like we work hard so then we can go do trips like this yep. and, and enjoy our time in the outdoors.
1: Yep. For sure. I, I had an it, itchy trigger finger going in. Um, I'm glad we left out a, a lot of the times that I missed the grouse because <laughs> there was a, a few more than what we said, but uh, anyone that grouse hunts knows how that goes. I mean, they're, let they're, alone they're bird tough. hunts. Yeah. Yep so that's that's kind of where we're at right now all right
2: well uh thanks for listening uh we'll be touching base back with you guys here soon um you know if there's anything that you guys are looking more for as far as on the podcast dm us send us an email you know we have a lot of ideas running around here we're gonna have different guests coming on and off um you know if there's something that you guys are looking for in particular or just maybe you know questions to ask uh Shoot us a text. I mean, shoot us a text or shoot us a DM or an email. Well, some of us... You're going
1: to give them your burner phone? Yeah, right. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But... As I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.